Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello. Welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard games very, very carefully, like a priest mount, always watching from the darkness. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi. I'm your host this week. Uh, with us this week are two magnificent co-hosts, one of whom is filling in, uh, unfortunately, and Ann Stickney can't be with us this week because she's not feeling very well. Uh, everybody take a moment to you know, send her your best wishes because, quite frankly, the show is much less when it's just us three goonheads talking. Uh, first up, however, he's here filling in a slot, so we all owe him a favor. So try not to abuse him too much. It's it's Mitch. Hi, Mitch. Hi. Thanks for that lovely shout out. I'm not sure how many people will you know listen to that, but thank you. I know I won't. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. So I mean, I'm a hypocrite even for saying it. <laughs> but uh, you know, what have you been up to this week? Anything interesting? Mm, what have I been up to this week? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> farming. The stupid <laughs> love rocket. Twenty-two times That's- a day. I take it you didn't get it? Not yet. Probably not going to, but, you know, I'm going to still... See, this is what I don't like. I've, I've talked about this before. I don't like the holiday mounts the way they do them now. I really don't like it. I, I don't like it either that much, but, like, I feel obligated to farm because I do want the mount and I collect mounts, and now you can do it on characters level 16 and higher, so that obligation just feels, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's a mild like OCD kind of thing, but I just, I have to take advantage of the two weeks I have. Nothing is worth doing 22 times a day. It doesn't <laughs> matter how much you want it, it's not worth doing it 22 times a day. But especially, I have to, especially I have in a to video game. You don't have, I it's have, a video game. You don't have I, to do it. But that's the thing, I feel like I have to. That rocket will have no impact on your life whatsoever. It will make me look so fly. You are like 12 years old. You have a long life ahead of you. What will that love rocket do for you to make it worth doing 22 times a day? I, I feel like at this point, since he's left into Hi. this, <laughs> we should probably introduce him. Uh, also with us this week, as is usually the case, uh, the EIC of Blizzard Watch and our overall grand high poobah, Alex Zebart. Um, I'm assuming you haven't been farming for the love rocket. No, not at all. <laughs> so what have you been doing? Um... Trying not to play too many video games because my arm hurts quite significantly and uh, playing video games just makes it worse. Um, that's it. I've been wor- working, writing. I can't get out of writing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, aren't those the same things? 
Uh, okay, then I guess we'll just start talking about various things going on this week in the various Blizzard games that we watch, like some kind of Council of Terrace Fall for video games. Yes, that's right. I'm going to be making a ton of nerd references oh, this week. Hey, real quick, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, bros. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I love you, I guess. And, and also <laughs> chat and everyone listening. I love you, too. Thanks. I'm, I'm not going to say anything like that about you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I just one person I say I love you too, and she already got it. So, but you know, hey, Julian, I love you. Uh, I'll say it to you again. Why not? Uh, also, since we're going to talk about news, I guess we should mention that this is the last day you can do the uh, ridiculous farming. If you're listening to this live, you you Wait, could. What? You know, this is the last day, isn't it? Isn't this the no, end of love? It goes on. See, that's what I thought too. Like, I swear the event originally said that it was only a week long, but the calendar in game is showing it for another week. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Yeah, I, I, so in a way it's nice of them. It, yeah, <laughs> there's, way it's trapped. Yeah. It's trapped Mitch in a web of his own. You know, it, it has because you know when I first started it, I was like, okay, well, I have you know I have a week to do this, whatever. I'll just do it for the week. And then I saw the calendar said it was two weeks, and I was like, <sighs> but um, yeah. Also, we should mention since it's happening right now, I believe it's now. It's already live, isn't it? The uh, for Azeroth event and Heroes of the Storm. Yes. Went live uh, earlier today. So, if, again, if you're listening live, or even if you're listening recorded at this point, uh, the 4 Azeroth event is now live in Heroes of the Storm. So if you play, I believe it was, what, 15? 15 matches? Yes. Play, yeah, play 15 matches while grouped up with a friend and playing a Warcraft character. Do, does your friend have to be a Warcraft carrier or character? No. Or? Okay, but you you have, you, you have to be to get quest credit. But like, if you're playing a Warcraft character and your buddy's playing StarCraft, you will get credit, but they won't. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, right, well, I want to interrupt you real quick since you were asking what we were doing. I just got Lifebinder's Handmaiden. Not that I'm playing the game, man, but uh, yeah, mount farming. Congrats. Yay. I've had that Thank mount you. since it was you know relevant. Are you playing WoW while recording? I am death? not doing such a thing, sir. He he is, but it's Mitch. I mean, think you have to think of Mitch as the show's puppy. Like you you know they're going to do something. They they don't really mean to be bad. They just don't understand. And, and sometimes don't. they pee on the floor and it's yeah, big, very, yeah, very very often. Yeah, and sometimes Look, you have to accept they're going to do that because you didn't take them out fast enough because you were feeling tired I've, or whatever. I've grown up with with this game. I know how to multitask. I can carry on a conversation and farm as you know, I clearly have been doing mm. fair enough. We, we always suspect that you're not giving us your best, but then we realize what would Mitch's best actually. I'm really not <laughs> going to, I'm not going to stay with that thing. I said at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. You just all out abandoned it already. Yeah. No it's five seconds, five seconds into it. In addition uh, to for Azeroth, uh, Lucio hit heroes of the storm today. Yeah, I, it, this is why I'm really sad Anne can't talk this week because I really she was so she was like from the beginning saying they should have put Lucio in. She was so excited for it, so I feel kind of bad because she can't really. We should have. Oh man, we should have planned ahead of time and just pretended like Anne really didn't care about Lucio at all. Just why? Go with the whole sh- because she's listening and she's here and she. Yeah, she she hates that Lucio's added. She's yeah. disgusted. She doesn't think he fits like the the aesthetics of Heroes of the Storm. It doesn't work if I've already said she likes it. <laughs> just For you know, God maybe sake. people are tuning in right now. So just yeah, yeah. yeah maybe they skip ahead ten minutes every time they start a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh God, Rossi's talking. Let's skip ahead. <laughs> but I could believe that. Uh, okay, well, yeah, Lucio's live. Is he on the PTR or is he actually live? He's no, actually he's live. live. 
he went live today along with the, it's like also this patch has the murky rework which makes worky actually kind of worky murky worky <laughs> kind of he's kind of terrifying now which is good because he sucked for a very long time oh, that's good to know i guess Can, does murky, he have like, multiple skins they all have multiple yeah skins. he has yeah. he has but, a decent amount he has like the easter bunny which is kind of terrifying the grunty marine um gold purchase right Skins, uh, heroes, you can get heroes for gold, but new skins are all for money. No, but Murky himself is a gold purchase, and he's a Warcraft yes. character, yes? Yes. Well, he, he can be gold or money, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, if how much gold would it cost me to get Murky? I think he's 4,000? No, he's more than 4,000. Are you sure? I think he's 4,000. Pretty sure. Well, you two work it out. Um, cause I'm multitask. If I could figure out a way to, like, actually get Murky, I would, if, if we do the heroes thing this week... That would be something to do. Play uh, uh, I guess he's seven thousand gold or eight fifty U.S. dollars. Yeah, eight hundred and fifty U.S. dollars. Eight hundred and fifty yes. U.S. dollars. Yes. No, eight, thank eight, you. What? Eight dollars and fifty cents. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> much less terrifying. I mean, since the rework, Rossi, he's worth every penny. <laughs> oh yeah, eight hundred and fifty U.S. from Murky. People are like, what? <laughs> Who even wants Murky that bad? Why did you redesign him? And just leave him being terrible. Oh uh, yeah. So that was has, pretty Yeah, so he has I think his base skin, the Grunty Murloc, uh the funny bunny, which is it's terrifying, it really is. Uh and then his master skin is actually pretty Is it, he doesn't have any of the gladiator looking skin or anything like that? That's unfortunate. Not yet. Because just the StarCraft Marine one is the only one like I know WoW has, like, the Murky and Lurky and Yeah, Lilligan. it has millions of them. Yeah, yeah. Lilligan. And... Uh, Heroes of the Storm just has, like, of those, Heroes of the Storm has the one where he's a StarCraft Marine. Gotcha. But, I mean, I'm sure they could very easily and probably will add the Gladiator and all the other ones eventually. Okay, we've now revealed through this discussion that I'm actually pretty fond of Murlocs, so I, I guess that's... <laughs> that's it's, it's funny because I'm not fond of... Like, when we run into Murlocs in the game, I have the same visceral reaction that anybody else who played in vanilla has to the little buggers. I hate them. Because if you ever play, played in, like, Elwyn Forest where there's those Murlocs around a pond, oh yeah, my god, that was see, hell. That's my problem with, like, modern Murlocs is they're not as dangerous. No, well, that's the thing is... I was talking about this with my wife the other day, and we came up to the conclusion that the game will never be that way again. Right, but Murlocs were, like, the uniquely Warcraft danger, right? Like, every RPG is like, oh, bears are scary, and giants are scary, and trolls and ogres, yeah, whatever. But the, bear, the bears are universally dangerous in every game I've ever played but, that has them. Which right, is bears weird. are also but dangerous in real Warcraft life if you approach the same, the right kinds. Mer World of Warcraft, the reason, World of Warcraft, the reason the Murlocs were uniquely World of Warcraft scary is quite simple. They had a unique sound that you didn't hear in a lot of other games. That <laughs> they, had, they had the sound, and they ran in fear, and they were packed tight together. So you never fought a murloc. You fought all of the murlocs. Oh yeah, yeah this, would, this is back in the day where if a mob ran in fear, you started running in fear because you knew it was bringing back friends and you couldn't handle that's those what, friends. That's what hamstring was for back in the day. Like every warrior I knew had hamstring right on a cape. Yeah, it was a big deal. Even if you weren't a PvP warrior, you had hamstring right there available because the second those those guys started running, you hit that button. Yeah. So so, like, oh. so murloc, yeah. murlocs were like the surprisingly dangerous mob. So it's a bit sad that they've kind of become the the, tr the universal trash mob. They're trash. Or the joke characters. They are they're kind of joking. Let's be honest. Like like you know King Murgle Murgle in his Murloc suit, and now we're gonna have a yeah. baby Murloc do stuff. 
Yeah, they, they've never recaptured that because we've gotten to the point where I'll go ahead and bring 20 of those guys back. Sure. I have my artifact as a special area of, of effect attack. Go ahead, bring them over. The more the merrier. I'm just going to hit, you know, this button and then I'm going to hit this ability and you're all going to die. Okay. Thank you. We need and a Murloc raid. That's what I'm hearing. No, you know, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you're never going to have that fear again unless you actually have a raid situation where you have to use crowd control for pulls. And, you know, the last time that this was a, such a situation was uh, Serpent Shrine Cavern, back when it was relevant. The Murlocs in there were terrifying. Yeah. They were very difficult to pull. They would constantly break and run in different directions. They'd bring the other groups in. It, would, you, it could quickly turn into an absolute slaughter for your raid. Well, you, see, and that's what I'm saying. We need that, except we need Murloc bosses, and we need Murloc trash packs, and we need patrolling Murlocs, and every single one of them needs to run in fear, and they have to be terrifying. Okay, if a Murloc boss runs in fear to another Murloc <laughs> boss... <laughs> not, not, what, the bo- not the bosses. What Murlocs, no, they should! What Murlocs in the game world should have is they run in fear... And all Murlocs have a buff that's like strength in numbers that the more Murlocs you're fighting, they all buff each other. So oh, the more like, dangerous like, they like are. Those like the wolves. In, yeah. 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 Like those. If, if, all Murlocs should have that. So then if they run and get more, it becomes dangerous because the more Murlocs you're fighting, the, the harder you it is. To this blizzard? Plus, if you fight a Murloc, you know, it should aggro every Murloc within 20 yards because, you know, right. you are its friend. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if, I'm if never going to stop. The same for, that. Is that the same for bears? Oh, well, bears already have it. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, um, I think that, well, I guess we should talk about the 7.2 PTR, um, the recent dev update, just because uh, they're going to be testing flying in, in the, the PTR this, this week, um, which means basically you can start the quest to get your class mount. Um, I know Mitch loves his class mount. Uh, he thinks Yay. it's great. Um, I, I like the Death Knight one okay, like, but the Warrior one... Part of me likes the Warrior one quite a lot because it looks like some kind of freaky pterodactyl thing, and that's always cool. Part of me doesn't because it's kind of not particularly warrior-y, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing, no, there is no animal you're going to look at and go, that's a warrior animal. It's like just the warrior class in WoW is real generic. You could ride yeah. old Odin's shoulder, ride on no. his shoulder. You, you know what you could ride? A shield or a series that, of shields. That could work. Like a shield carpet. So no, no. warriors, I think warriors, things that would work for warrior for me is like an ankylosaurus or a rhino or like a triceratops thingy, like something that has like natural armor. Yeah, I can see those. Or something that actually had like tier six on it, like for some reason. The like thing it's pterodactyl, is, but it's got tier six on it. Just another warrior wearing tier six. <laughs> they they <laughs> had to make all of these mounts flying capable. Yeah, but they don't have to look like they fly. It's Warcraft. Put wings on freaking anything. They got flying that's, that's lions. True. They got yeah. whatever. Just put wings on it. Wow. I really like the uh, shaman one. The shaman one's nice. There's actually quite a few that are nice. The paladin one is is actually yeah. gorgeous. A lot of them are really nice. I think the mages monk don't one, necessarily the thing is, like theirs. We're saying that they have to look like they can fly. The monk one is just a big cat. It's just a yeah. tiger. It doesn't even have wings. It's just a cat. So you could easily just, I mean, it would be freaking hilarious to see a warrior riding around on, say, one of those Draenor hippo monsters. <laughs> like, you know, just through the air. Like, you know. I'm a magic hippo. <laughs> it's like, he's dropping down on top of that thing. Hippos are incredibly dangerous in real life, by the way. No, they're, they're one they of are. the most deadly. They will, they, uh, they will bite you in half. And, and then they will do things to you that we're not going to talk about on the podcast. But they are really horrible. But yeah, so that's that's testable this week. That's pretty cool. Um, there's there's some other stuff. The the new five man's coming in. That's going to be testable on the PTR, which 
it's why I'm a little sad that we're not going to like we couldn't all just pile onto the PTR and do that. But then again, you know, I do like the idea of what we were going to do. So that's cool, too. But I, I am really interested in getting in there and, and checking out. Uh, I think it's called the Cathedral of Eternal Darkness. I'm not sure. Yeah, if that's Cathedral called. of Eternal Night. Cathedral of Eternal <laughs> Night. And it's basically what's funny is the Tomb of Sargeras raid is actually the basement of the of the, the structure. It's like you you go in through the underground and like head up essentially, but then you like go down again. I don't know how this is all working. I, I think I think with the with the tomb, you're actually going down like into the catacombs, whereas with the the cathedral, you're climbing you're going, to the top. Yeah, you're going to the top to use the uh, magical doohickeys to uh, supposedly save Azeroth. I, I honestly, the more I think I hear about these things, the more I feel like we're gonna absolutely just mess everything up it's going to go completely foobar i'm telling yeah, you yeah and then rathion's going to show up and be like did i miss anything the entire oh, teaching, you little jerk <laughs> uh but yeah so that's that's happening that's that's um, all coming in there's, there's other stuff coming too but yeah the i mean the other big changes are for anyone who runs mythic pluses the they've added new affixes changed they some of the one out they, they removed out overflowing yeah, yeah which is I, a healing one why do you think that is? That's the one where if you overhealed, it kills you, essentially? It If you overheal, it adds a healing absorption shield. So if you overheal me for a thousand, the next thousand healing you do isn't actually going to count. But you can still take damage. So it was like, um, the, uh, it's like, since you were just talking about the raid, it, it's it's like the Dragon Soul when you're doing um, Spine of Deathwing. And you get that shield on you that you can't, you have to, you know, it absorbs healing. I don't remember that mechanic, but I wasn't. It is there. there. I was doing it a lot. Yeah, but essentially, I, I don't know why they might have removed it because it was. I mean, it's it seems almost unevenly punishing for different yeah, healer types. Certain healers don't have a choice. Yeah, like, there's monks. Anything, like, any class that's very smart healy. Yeah, I think there's the, uh, like just the random element, like a chain heal bouncing read at one two or. Uh, you know, you're trying to keep a tank topped off or, you know, whatever, and, oh, my heal crit, and so half of it yeah. turned into overheal. and, like, pallies are all about crit, and they have very high burst healing, which means they have to be pretty careful, or, you know, it's going to mess up. It kind of changes the whole game for them. Yeah, or, oh, the tank has a proc that heals them, and that went off just before my heal finished casting, so that screwed me and then screwed the tank or Shadow Priest pops VE. I think I think it was the unpredictability. I don't know for sure, but it seems I can certainly see that one being really frustrating for people. So I mean, I haven't actually the, the only one of I think I've even experienced is the one that makes everything blow up. <laughs> I've only done a couple of Keystone ones. The, whatever the one it is that makes everything explode. This uh, this is only semi related, but there's a picture going on around Reddit because it was bolstering recently, which is where when a near when a mob dies it buffs everything near it to get increased health and damage uh and someone i i don't know what they did to do this but one of the snails in eye of ashara was was ginormous and had like 20 some of the buff on him um and it was just this monstrous snail chasing down the entire team it was really funny yeah i i have not experienced that one and i'm sure i don't want to <laughs> uh, but um okay that pretty much covers our news for the week uh which means I'm going to throw it over to Alex now because he's doing something for us right now. So, Alex? Sure. If you enjoy our show, consider checking out Loot Crate at lootcrate.com BW. You can use the code BW to receive $3 off any new subscription. Uh, we got this month's crate. Uh, the theme was Origins. It included stuff like a little collectible Captain America shield, which is awesome. Uh, Ninja Turtles Geeky Tiki. Do you guys know what Geeky Tikis are? 
No. I, I only know about them because you've talked about them a couple <laughs> of times. So I, I some kind of weird little stackable tiki doll yeah, thing. Yeah, they're like these little teeny tiny ceramic mugs. And they're made so you can stack them. So I guess if like if you're a collector of these, you can build like a totem out of whatever you like. A tiki totem? Yeah, a tiki totem out of just these little ceramic mugs. So they could Ninja Turtles on top of, I don't know, what else they have. But you can customize and make your own little tiki. I think they're cool. There's also a reprint of like the first... Uh, Superman comic and all that kind of stuff in there. It was pretty cool. Um, and you can sign up for Loot Crate, lootcrate.com slash BW. You can either sign up for the regular crate. They have Loot Crate DX, which is like giant crates full of thematic stuff. They have loot pets for geeky pet stuff and loot wear for clothes. <laughs> um, I don't know anybody who gives their pets geeky stuff. Maybe there are people who do that. Hi. If, my, if you, okay, there if, you go. If you if you do like send us a picture. So loot pets is for people like Rossi. Go to Twitter right now and you can see a picture of my wife having put a dog collar on my dog that gives a little, hangs a little Star Trek thing for my neck. And if you sign up before the uh before the end of this week, February nineteenth, you can get the next crate, which the theme is build, which includes stuff from Power Rangers, Batman, Lego Dimensions, Tetris. Uh every standard crate always has a t shirt and a pin. And if there's stuff in a crate that you wanted but you missed, you, you can check out Loot Crate's website, and they have that stuff individually. LootCrate.com slash BW. Use the code BW. $3 off in a new subscription. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alex. Um, this is now where we move on to doing the email for the podcast. If you have an email for us, please send it to po- uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And if you can put, you know, just podcast or Blizzard Watch podcast in the subject line, that's really helpful because we have two podcasts and we want to know which show you want us to read your email on. Um, we probably should have talked about this beforehand. I don't know who's going to be reading these now, so this should be fascinating. Whoever's going to be reading, take <laughs> over. Mitch, would you like to take turns? Or do you want to do the first one, or should I? Sure. Um, this one is especially salient. So, Hello, Blizzard Watch. First, I have followed Blizzard Watch and WoW Insider since around Burning Crusade when I was 15, and I am now 25, so please never leave. And I hope that statement doesn't make Anne or Alex feel old. Rossi was already old. Ha ha, JK. No, it's true. I it's was already true. old. Ten years um, ago, I, I was 35. I am starting to feel pretty old. Uh, <laughs> on our, our, behind, our patrons get a behind-the-scenes podcast every other week, and we realized last week that I've been doing this for over nine years now. Dang. Oh, God. Alex, you've been doing this. <laughs> Alex is just going to disappear the rest of the show. Anyways, I don't know if my question is better for lore or regular podcast, but here it is. The queue on 2.13, so Monday, yesterday, had a question about what would happen if Anduin died and who would become king. I would love to hear you guys go through each race and give a rough idea of what you think would occur if the current leader died. Mostly interested in what you think the process would be to select the next leader. Some are already established, like Gnomes elect a high tinkerer, but ones like Sylvanas or Greymane are a bit more up in the air. Thanks, Velociris, Dwarf Alley, Realm, Drendon. I don't know if we're going to talk about all of them, because that's that's a reasonable amount of people that you know for all three of us to talk about, but... I'll tell you right now, we, we already kind of know dwarves have, you know, what dwarves have going on right now is unusual. That's not how it was supposed to go. Um, essentially, at some point, if all three of them died, uh, Moira's kid would become king of, of Ironforge. That's, he is her, the hereditary re- leader of the dwarves, and that's that's basically how they do it. So, they're, they're easy. Um, Worgen, I guess it would be, it would be uh, Tess? Tess? Yeah, Tess, yeah. Tess would be, become queen. I mean, um, so so the process essentially for Worgen is lineage, same yeah. with dwarves, right? Yeah, dwarves, like, same for humans, humans too. Yeah, uh, I mean the thing, the reason it's up in the air for Anduin is because he's currently the last Rin 
he doesn't have any kids, so that's why that's up in the air. But uh, the Grey Mains, I mean, there's, you know, Grey Mains daughter. Uh, the dwarves, yeah, they have the council now, which is weird, but there is somebody in line. Technically speaking, that, that council is a regency. Those guys are regents. The the actual rightful king of Ironforge is that baby. Like, the reason that, that the baby isn't ruling is because it's a baby. Baby. <laughs> you know, it's... Okay, I mean, you know, I don't know what you're looking for from the kid. All he wants to do is teeth. I, mean, I bet that baby has great policy. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We should totally go to war with the trolls. Excellent. Oh, so, yes, okay. I, so, so what races have the lineage thing where it's pretty easy? We have humans, worgen, dwarves, kind of. We know gnomes are the high tinker that they elect. Um, Trey and I, do they have... Madrid and I have had Velen, and they've always had Velen, and they never really established. If we we saw on Draenor when Velen died that the various triumvirates took over, and they've got the triumvirates in place. They've got that right now. Um, there's a triumvirate of the hand uh, on I want to say Bloodmist. So a group like that would take over because that's just what they would do. That's what they did on Draenor. Uh, they would have a group of exarchs. Actually, it was an exarch council. It wasn't a triumvirate. It was more than three of them. Yeah. But they have they would have an Exarch council and the Exarchs would take over. That's established for the Draenei. We know what they would do. Um, we don't know who those Exarchs would be at this point. Uh, I think that that badass Paladin that's that's hanging out with with the Velen. Is it Marad? Um, Marad? No, 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 no. no Marad. The the one from like the Demetria or something. I forget what her name was, but she was right there when you when you do the uh you you do the lights hope thing. You, you, you bring they all had one. like a bunch of Roman names. Yes, yeah. but she's cool. I, she's got like an eye patch and she's real badass. I like her. I want to see more from her, but she she might be involved. Uh, so we we got the Draenei pretty settled. We know yeah. be some form of Exo councils. I mentioned works. We don't even know what leadership they currently have. No <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of sour thing, but like it's uh, the orcs. It seems like whoever is like toughest. Honestly, yeah. it seems kind of like that for the horde as a whole. I mean, yeah. well, trolls. We got nobody. We don't have the slightest idea <laughs> who's in charge of the trolls right now. Nobody has stepped up. Nobody has said anything. Trolls are just kind of standing around going, do, do you want the job? No, I don't want the job. Are you kidding me? Look, look how long the last guy lasted. Right. And for the Forsaken, I think it would just be like whoever is I think it would popular be... or powerful. So it would probably be um, Blightcaller. Yeah. 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 Nathanos. It would be Blightcaller, and he would definitely rule as a kind of quasi Sylvanas figure. Oh, he's, he's almost more Sylvanas than Sylvanas right now. I mean, it would, yeah, it would super gung ho. It would either be him, or if he didn't want the job, whoever he picked. I feel like that's how the yeah. Forsaken would go. He'd be like, "That's my guy," and the Forsaken would be like, "All right, we're down with that." Yeah, it it definitely feels very much like because Blake Collar is a is a stone to the core, absolutely diehard uh, Sylvanas loyalist. Yeah, and he got a new model, so I'm really hoping we get more from him because yeah, the new um, model's cool. For uh, let's see, we've done trolls and orcs. Well, both are kind of Torrin is lineage. It's gonna, too, right? Torrin is lineage, but right now Bane doesn't have anybody. And keep in mind that the Torrin just started having an actual society. Like previously, they were all nomadic tribes, and it was whoever the leader of your tribe was. Um, yeah. If Bane, if Bane were taken out right now, he has no, he has no son, and he has no, no daughter. He's got no heir of any kind. Um, it would either be Hamul Runetotem, because that dude's the only one who's got the prestige. He's like a big figure in Torn society. And if Hamul didn't want the job because he's, you know, too druidy for it or something, then they'd break up. Like, because they, they don't have anybody other than Bane. Like, Bane's actually in a worse position than Anduin because Bane doesn't have any kind of hereditary position here to really justify it. He took over from his dad because his dad was chieftain, but they, there's no, 
tradition well, of this. I mean, from, no... yeah, I guess it's uh, it depends on how much of like their culture crosses over with others. Because we saw like in the Broken Isles, we have like uh, the High Mountain. Who the High Mountain have had chieftains for generations, but but they were like they came out of one tribe and became multiple yeah. tribes from that one tribe. So they had the original chief of the tribe, and that's what that's what Karen was. Karen was the chief of the Blood Hoofs. He wasn't chief of all Torin. He became high chief of the Torin because the Torin needed one to do that, and he was basically the oldest one around. They were the, there's a reason everybody called him the old bull. He was the oldest. He, he was yeah. the oldest, cleverest, so they picked him. But it's new. So the Torin are kind of in a weird position where if Bane died, they wouldn't necessarily know who, who gets the job. I don't which, know. Is, which is sort of like Horde in general. Uh, Blood Elves yeah. are, I mean... Blood Elves are really weird because they've got Larkthamar. Yeah. yeah, he's not like lineage to Kael'thas or anything. Like, ultimately, so. I feel like whatever, regardless of what is or isn't established in the lore of the game, the person who takes over is who Blizzard wants to take over, and they'll oh, find yeah, a way obviously. to justify it. Yeah, yeah. obviously. But <laughs> some stories, like some stories, are set up so they know what they, they if they do something, they're doing it against what they've already said, sort of thing. Yeah. Like with if they decided, oh, those three got wiped out, so that Anfalmar dude from the from the WoW comics. And that one quest decides he's going to be king again because his grand his great great grandfather was king. Okay, well that now we have to deal with that kid who might lead a rebellion. But that's if Lizard wanted to do that, they would do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and then that just leaves goblins who I, I they <laughs> I don't even know if I can count Gallywix as a leader. He is getting a new model in seven point two and brand yeah, new and jiggle disturbing. physics, brand new jiggle physics for his uh, gullet. I don't know. His his he, gobble. Gobble his, his, his yeah. giant his giant his gobble. shaky chin yeah so I don't really know though I don't know if the goblins it's probably just whoever can bribe someone the whoever bosses. has the cash yeah keep in mind yeah. that they Gallywix is only even there because he was appointed to be there by Thrall. yeah it's not and like he's, you know, he's it, doing like nothing so but we we actually left out the night elves because the night oh, elves basically true. for the for the past ten thousand years the night elves have been led by Taranda. Uh, with I guess an assist from Alfurion when he bothered to be awake, mm. and now and now he's around all the time, which is just weird. I would like it if they just had Malfurion go do druid stuff all the time. But yeah, if if Toronto got taken out for some reason, if if she was set down or died or whatever, Shandris would step in. Shandris, I, I want Shandris and Maev. Maev would not. Maev would basically be more the leader of the opposition, especially after the whole trying to kill a bunch of people thing that they still haven't dealt with. I think I they decided they just, that didn't happen. No, they didn't. They they reference it in the game, in the quests where you you free her, her brother straight up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I I want them to hand wave that away. It's just it happened, but we're all like, she was under a lot of pressure, and you know she didn't really <laughs> want to kill us because if she did, she probably would have killed us because you know well she did murder a few highborn. Come on, they're highborn. Okay. I just I just think it would be fun like if they're really dedicated to this tag team of Malfurion and Toronto, then there should be another tag team. There should be Shandris and Maya. I just honestly I. I, I'm a big Chandra's Feathermoon fan. I always have been, and I want to see more of her. I want to see her actually doing stuff, not just hanging out occasionally in a hunter class wall. The, I was very disappointed that's all she does this expansion. The dude we were bringing all the marrow grain to, he was the the boss in Firelands, right? Fandral, yeah, he was yeah. the boss. In yeah, Fandral. So, okay. He had Vision Toronto lack, but um, <laughs> no. We also didn't really talk about Anduin because as we, I think we've gone that one into the ground a lot. Yeah. I think Alex at this point wants a quest where we get into a girlfriend just so he never gets asked that in the queue again. Yeah, I mean, basically, a lot of these leaders who don't have an heir, we just need to have an expansion where we just make them bone until they have one. <laughs> that could be next year's next year's love is in the air. Yeah, <laughs> world 
World of Warcraft Andromeda. Pretty good banging. It's like, look, leaders of the world, we're one disaster away from, like, five nations not having any established leader. We need to do something <laughs> about that. It's pretty bad when you actually go down the line. It's just, you know, you don't have to, if they don't even have to bone. They just appoint somebody. Valen, just pick somebody and say, that's my, that's my second in command. Just, can we just get it in writing, please? We can't afford it, like, six civil wars at the same time. Orcs, could you do oh, just, man. oh, we're going with Sorfang. Oh, Sorfang is ancient. Come on. You can't think that, of anybody younger. That could be the plot of Warcraft 4, a new RTS. All of the, you know, leaders have died and there's no one to appoint so there's just civil war everywhere every single one of our leaders with hereditary succession laws failed to have offspring so now nobody has a ruler the video game warcraft 4 <laughs> dating sim <laughs> well prince anduin we found you these three eligible bachelorette number one i just want to kill him and destroy his kingdom because they murdered my father okay miss van cleef is out and Anduin would pick that one because <laughs> I'd like to give him a chance. The light will redeem him. Her, sir. Her. <laughs> no, it wasn't Edwin. No, it wasn't Edwin. Oh, well. Okay. But we should move on. We probably. Uh, yes. Which one are you just reading the next one? I can read the next one. Hey, watchers, let me try and make this as concise as possible. Thank you. Facts. One, we have had strong clues that Nizoth is waking up and might be on the verge of breaking free. Two, we have seen Ashara and Legion. She's definitely up to something. Three, Jaina has gone AWOL. I think I see where this is going. Nizoth resides in the underwater city of Nyalotha. Ashara N- is... Nyalotha. The- Nyalotha. Is, yeah. is, that, is that something your creepy sword tells you about? It, yeah, his, yep. his dagger will talk about it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Underwater city of Nyalotha. Ashara is queen of the deep seas and leader of the Nagas. Jaina has most likely returned to her home, the islands of Kulturas. I don't think we know anything about that. I sense a watery, overarching theme to shaping up for the expansion after Legion. Would you be excited if that's what the next expansion is about? What would you expect or want to see about Cool Trost and the Deep Seas of Azeroth? Also, do you think another underwater zone like Bashir would be well-received, or is one such zone in the game enough? Uh, there's a bonus question. We'll get to that. Siniera, Kulthazad US. I'm going to say that they could do a zone. Vashir wasn't a bad zone or anything. The reason people kind of freaked out about Vashir was twofold. One of which was that Vashir never ended. Yeah. And that was after they took out half of Vashir. Like on the beta, Vashir was the length of the entire yeah. expansion. Which we have gone over probably a dozen times now, but yeah, yeah. it was long. So I think that that would be one thing to watch out for. And two, it, it depends on how you do the underwater mechanics. Like, honestly, Vashir's not like terrible to play in, in unless you're having trouble with the up-down thing. Which is, I mean, all of Cataclysm sort of had that whole up-down thing. I, I know it's a little different underwater, but... I always consider Vashir one of the best zones in the game that I will never do again because yeah, it was so long and it's not as it, it's sort of in that cataclysm linear progression the, sort of thing. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't do it again, because I'm somebody who enjoyed Vashir. Like, I actually genuinely liked it. I still won't do it again because they give you options. Bashir or Hyjal. Hyjal yeah. is so much shorter and so much faster. You're always going to do the faster, shorter one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you do Vashir even now. Like I've I've leveled characters through Cataclysm since even bef- even after we did it and we we avoided Vashir, I've taken a character through Vashir just to see what happens. If you start Vashir at eighty, you can finish <laughs> the expansion in Vashir. You can. Yeah. You do not have. You will be level eighty five when you, and you will not be done. Like there's I I hit level eighty four and we were doing the, the boat thing. We were going up to the boats and I had forgotten like because I'd only done it twice. I had forgotten that when you get up to the boats. 
you're you you're, still have another third of the yes. of, yeah no, go the, back down that was weird yeah exactly um I the boats, i'm like yeah we escaped from here and they're like okay the submarine's here we're going back down I'm like what what another thing that so, someone in someone in twitch chat just reminded me of is they added the like up down arrows on the minimap this expansion which probably would have helped that would have helped yeah, yeah like, that would have been pretty useful so i mean i think i i don't think blizzard's gonna do it again because it's a very heated like people will debate that zone quite a bit and i think anything that people are likely to really vehemently dislike blizzard's probably gonna stray away from i would like stuff oh sorry i'm sorry um i i mean in terms of the question like i think i i really would be excited about like an island base it's like we're we're in an expansion where it's called the broken isles it's not a freaking island i mean yeah it's an island in the way that like north america is almost an island i would say it's the the way australia is an island right Actually, even smaller than that. But it's like if we were, it's like if we had an entire adventure set in England. You don't go around calling England an island, even though it is. You know, it's not like it's, oh, we're strapped in this island. In yeah, it's too big for that. But I would love like a deep sea or a, like a naval expansion where like the zones are broken up islands. You just have like a string of islands, like something like Hawaii or like Micronesia, where it's like lots of little islands. So, so would you like them close together? Because one of the issues I um, can see happening is having the cataclysm feel of not really connecting because cataclysm the zones like they were connected thematically through the elements uh but they didn't feel all that connected otherwise and they were just all over the place no, and I, I think, feel like if you before like okay if you're going into the progression where like you unlock flying later at the start of the expansion when you're questing if you want to get from island to island you either swim super slowly or you jump on a boat that goes from island or to island there's, we have water mounts in the game yeah or or, or uh crossover of you know garrison and class hall there's just a like an airship a ginormous airship that the factions just kind of it's the central hub see or i would like them to do cuz i was really disappointed with the 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 shipyard in Warlords, because it just seemed, oh God, seemed kind of like slapped so... together. If they actually made it good, and like your, like you just had a fleet, like oh, your we... flotilla, you have your like flagship, and that's where you do your stuff. And over the course of the expansion, you add to your fleet instead of getting followers and stuff. And honestly, actually... I would make, I would honestly make the Alliance the ones who have boats, and I would give the Horde the airship. And they and can both have, have boats. Their... Uh, huh. The Forsaken have amazing looking ships. They do. So I wouldn't want to lose I don't, those. I don't like those boats, but. Oh. Here's the thing, though. If you if you look at like we've gotten this expansion, they they made missions a lot less annoying. Like you do your missions, and they're not nearly as terrible as they were, in my opinion. Uh, so they could refurbish the fleet type situation, and I do think that it would be nice to have a central boat. Another thing you could do is have like a large central island be the opening zone. Like yeah. basically, this is the zone you go to when you start. It's got the uh, intro experience and so forth, and then from that island you fan out to other islands in the area and you can have basically like there's archipelagos around the place and you can go explore those. or imagine like or go to another smaller island but the island's still pretty big and it has like, islands around you it you have your ship and as you like you progress throughout the questing like you get on your flagship to move to the next island and it like docks and you get off and it's phased and it's just a little touch but like that's your ship and you see it there when you land on the new island yeah mm-hmm. that could work. customize it yeah, I think that would be well, really cool. And there's lots of stuff they can do with islands. Like we haven't had that like small kind of like claustrophobic island thing. The broken, like I said, the broken isles is just a really big continent. Just get like every zone 
Well, there I... there was the the goblin starting zone, like not the. I mean, the first one was an island. I'm just like, gonna say this up front. We, we've ones. got the following places we could use here. We've got the Zandalar Isles, which we've not seen in game. We last we heard they were half sunk. So you can have a zone that is right there. That could be your your underwater zone that's still an island. You go there and you you explore the sunken city of the Zandalar. You you see what's going on. Are they water trolls now? Like what's what's up with those guys? You yeah, could have Kaltiris. Yeah, you could have Kaltiris. What's going on in Kaltiris? Is it like you know under some kind of magical attack by the old gods? What's what's the deal with with that? You know, does Jaina have family there anymore, or is she there fighting off holding action? What's going on with that? You could you mentioned the uh, goblins. You could totally put Undermine in. You could have you go to that goblin island that we Kazan isn't it Kazan? It's Kazan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could totally go to Kazan and and finally you know see what happened when Deathwing erupted and wrecked the place. I'm, I and am this. Sorry, I just really quickly. I'm really disappointed that you can't actually go back to the Goblin starting zone, the the second island, because the water there looks amazing and it has the kind of like grass that I think is on the Dino Island in Pandaria. But it's it's aesthetically actually I really love the look of that, and you can't actually go there if you're not in the middle of the goblin starting experience. So I'd be you all totally, in there. You could totally do a zone that is basically that and Kazan and so forth and set up like a, you yeah. know, goblin-y part. And you could have some completely new stuff. You could have like a, for that matter, you know, how hard is it to like gin up? Okay. And then there was like, a, this place used to be a night elf place, but now it's this. Because, you know, night elves are lousy all over the Polygon continent. You could do whatever you want with those. But Maybe yeah, you could totally want with sea orcs. More yeah. orcs. You know, I would want, they could do an underwater city, but, like, it's in a bubble. So it's still the regular Lances. gameplay, but you look up, and instead of seeing the sky, you see, like, the ocean above you with, like, fishes and stuff in the skybox. Like, a, yeah. a whale in the skybox. That would be so That'd cool. be cool. Yeah, they could totally yeah, do that, too. Uh... I, I feel like we've, we should do the, the bonus question at this point. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, so were there any other questions, though? Uh, would okay, you be so ex- we talked about Okay, what the questions were, see. would you be excited? Yes. What would you expect or want to see? We did that. Do you think another underwater zone like Vashir would be well received or likely? Uh, they, the improvements they've made would make it more possible. I, I think people would complain anyway because people hate it, it whenever so they have to work. People would complain before it was even out. They, a complete you know. a complete underwater zone might be too much, but having underwater parts to each zone would certainly be possible. Yeah. And, Bon sorry. A bonus question: Do you think Colterans would ally with the Alliance after all those years of reclusion, or would they be neutral or even hostile? They might be neutral or hostile. But they're sure as heck never going to join the Horde. Yeah. Yeah, they're never Kul-Tiris, gonna the horde. Kul-Tiris hates the horde. Kultiris, like almost to a man, was like, "We should kill every single orc." I think they would work well as I don't know. They they strike me as sort of like an SI seven sort of like, like so they, you know. If my first thought was, I think they would work as like a neutral third party, like this is their territory and they're kind of policing, and you're there or whatever. But at the same time, that means they would have to work with the Horde, which they would never do. No, I think that would would work best if you had a situation where the Zandalar are desperate enough to work with the trolls from the Horde, and thus the Horde gets them, and the Alliance gets Colteris. That would be the, the easiest yeah. way to work it. And, you know, I mean, I get that we worked with the Zandalari before. Like, I actually have, like, you know, Friend of the Zandalar as a title or whatever it is on yeah. my Night Elf, but... Yeah, generally, the Zandalari are, like, desperate, so they work with the, their trolls, who themselves don't have Vol'jin anymore, so they don't have as... He was really strongly against them, but he's gone, so they might be feeling it a little too. So. Yeah, I mean, we also killed off like a bunch of big troll leaders in Throne of Thunder. It's like these are the last of the remaining leaders. But um, I Kill think them. we should move on. And Mitch, the intro line to the next one is actually quite appropriate given the current discussion. Aloha, watchers. I had a couple of questions. For context, I am not enjoying the mechanical feel of my preferred warlock and death knight classes anymore, so I decided to look for a new one. 
On scouring the various forums, guides, and posts about different classes and specs, I had two thoughts occur to me, which are more big-picture thoughts. I saw a lot of, quote, my class X is bad compared to class Y discussions, which were mirrored with class Y is inferior to class X discussions, sometimes in the same forum. Do we as a community maybe have a perception problem when it comes to our classes and roles in the scope of the full game? Uh, two, with that in mind, can there be a perfect or even ideal state of class balance? Do you have an ideal? How would you like to see it? Thanks for all you guys do. Love the podcast. Resurrect the warlock. Well, I mean, one of the problems of a lot of those form threads is sometimes uh, how you feel your class performs is dependent on how good you are at playing it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, even like in my experience, we're like, I would be doing perfectly fine with a class. And like, I'm just using myself as an example. Like, okay, Mitch, let's say Mitch. Like, he's doing perfectly fine as a Shadow Priest. He's doing great. He's topping the DPS meters. But then there's somebody in the same raid who is like, Shadow Priest is so bad. Why is my DPS so bad? It must be Blizzard's fault. I mean, clearly it's not because there are other people performing really well, but that person is still going to go to the forums like Shadow Priest suck. Well, it's not Shadow Priest suck. You just don't really know what you're doing. Maybe you don't know what you're doing yet. So that's an element. There's also one thing I always feel like pointing out whenever we talk about I went to the forums posts. The forums are a minority of players and they're a loud minority of the people who were even on that forum are the ones who talk. There's a lot of people on a forum who maybe make one or two posts every so often, but the mass majority of them, like forum posts, forums are generally controlled by the loudest, most voluminous posters. And those people are a minority. They're not representative of the class or spec or whatever word you want to use. So a lot of times there'll be posts about how terrible X class is versus Y class that are driven by a vocal group of people who really feel strongly about it for various reasons. One of those reasons isn't necessarily that the class is even bad, but that the class has changed. I mean, you yourself just said you don't like the mechanical feel of your preferred classes anymore. That happens. Um, ask Alex sometime about when they threw holy power at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a- another thing kind of that comes in here is uh, Sims have a lot of influence on people where they maybe shouldn't um because a lot of people will see simulations and they'll be like oh my god look how far ahead this class is um but they won't really delve into it they'll just see one bar a lot higher than another and think this class is horrible or this class is great when those are sims they're ideal situations there are a certain set of gear there are certain boss type and it's just it, it creates that sort of perception um yeah, I have Which, feelings about Sims, not good ones. Sims are useful. They're useful for a lot of reasons, but they are never a substitute for like actual parses. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's exactly... Groups, sites like Warcraft Logs and, and other such sites, um, you can go there and you can actually see what people are doing week by week. And it's, yeah. sometimes it's real surprising. Sometimes like the if, class that's not simming well is the one on top. If, if you want, like if you look at your Sim... And, you know, let's go back to Shadow Priests. Say Shadow Priests are simming all the way at the top. And you're like, holy crap, in my raid, you know, I'm 10th on DPS. What am I doing wrong? You look at the Sims, and if you say Sims versus my actual performance is terrible, ergo, you know, something's wrong here. But if you look at Warcraft logs, for instance, find a comparable fight, you know, the fight where you place 10th on DPS, and compare yourself to the, you know, mid-range logs and see how you're doing sometimes it's that fight is bad for you and you can see what other priests are doing you can also compare you know talent choices are they using specific set of talents but logs then or sims themselves just 
they're not an accurate reflection of how you're going to perform in a raid, especially with the changing raid design that Blizzard has had recently, like where there's lots of different types of encounters. Yeah, so you can have a fight that's really great for melee, and then another fight that is essentially, you will be spending your entire fight as melee running away from things. That's yeah, going to be what you do. You the Scorpion fight, mages will sim, not sim, mages will parse with more than a million DPS because living bomb explodes on all the tiny scorpions and it's just they are the one of the best if not the best aoe in the game so you look at a mage parse for scorpion and it's scorpion and it's going to be famed edm artist yeah. scorpion <laughs> yeah they're going to be crazy high dps but are the sims going to represent that no probably not because mages aren't going to be doing that on every single fight so to answer the question i think we all agree yes the community has a perception problem yeah and the thing it always um, has I think I don't remember if it was Celestalon or uh, Watcher who point who kind of brought this up as a problem with you know how players look at these things. When you have what everybody's looking at parses and you know whatever, and they see that the best players in the game are playing fire for mages, and then all these mages go, okay, I'm also going to play fire because they play fire, and the only people left playing frost are the people who don't really care about these kind of things or don't really pay attention to how to play and they just want to push their frost bolt because that's what's fun. And then people look at the parses again and they go, frost is performing, you know, 50% worse than fire. Well, it's because yeah, all the people who actually care about this thing went it's, it's fire. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. It's right. confirmation bias. I mean, essentially yeah, that, everyone's that's... like, fire does better, so everyone plays fire, so fire does better. I mean, that happens with every class. Keep in mind, too, um, since you're asking the question about can there be a perfect or even ideal state of class balance, theoretically, but I mean, it will never happen. We, it will never, ever, ever happen. We are really close. I mean, this is, if you look, even the, at the, the Sims, like, the top, yeah, very close. Uh, the top DPS isn't blowing the absolute doors off the bottom DPS. They're not doing twice as much DPS. They're doing more DPS. The damage is more, but it's not, like, the, the distance is not. It's probably closest it's ever been. Really? I, yeah, on, honestly, I feel that each expansion, it's gotten better for the most part. And this expansion is, it's, the balance is really good, this expansion. Um, and it's just, a lot of it is that perception that people have, or they'll, you know, look at one specific yeah. fight and they look at a bar. They look at bars and see one bar is higher. And then it recurs to them how, like, what's the difference of that higher? Like, I've. I'm not a I'm not I'm a very casual raider. My raid doesn't even happen some weeks. Like when I do go raid, it's like because we got lucky and everybody showed up, sort of thing. I can like I've watched my DPS go up and down like a yo-yo on fights. I've watched it like some some trash pulls. I'm a god, and then like some boss fights, I barely do anything. It's yeah. just some there's a combination design class ability. Yeah, you know, things that also affect you this expansion are stuff like how leveled is your artifact. Um, have you gotten your artifact full 54 points in it yet? If you haven't, that's going to affect your DPS. Um, and that's not something that your class can really do. It's nothing to do with like your class mechanics. It's like, do you have a 15% damage buff? Or <laughs> more, even more to the point, which really is driving people crazy, this expansion is the legendaries. I had a, a former team member who basically said the fun of the game for me used to be parsing through the logs, comparing to mine, seeing how I could improve myself. That was the fun of the game. Now I look at the top logs. They have legendaries. I don't. There's literally nothing I can do. Yeah, just wait for something to drop. And you better hope it's the legendary that actually does something to you. I, I'm in a weird position where I have to, to focus on AoE 
because the legendary I got doubles my whirlwind damage. Yeah. So it's like, I have to focus on that because that's what the legendary does. And the other legendary I have on that character is a tanking legendary. I mean, I'm still using it because it's a 940 ring versus my 840 ring. Why wouldn't I use it? But it's not, it's not giving me a special legendary power up. It's just there. It's a stat dump. So legendaries are, that's in a whole nother discussion. Yeah, that, that's, that is yeah. the caveat, caveat, caveat. I don't know, whatever. I can't talk right now. That's the that's K-Vat. the caveat. Yeah, the asterisk <laughs> everybody puts on Legion is it's a great expansion except legendaries. That's not um, how you say that word, by the way. Kvat? It's not Kvat. People at is, home don't go walking around saying Kvat. Did you just put up a fakeade? Yes. The Kfabed you. All right. Um, I, I don't know if Plus we really... Email. Do we, we want to wanna squeeze in the session? Okay. Sure. Go for it. Hello, watchers. I recently convinced my fiancé to try World of Warcraft. I rolled a new character to level alongside her, and it raised a few questions. On the character creation screen, if you click between the various races, the class automatically changes depending on your race. If you're interested, it's Human Freeze... Dwarf Hunter, Night Elf Druid, Numb Warlock, Draenei Paladin, Worgen Death Knight, and Pandaren Monk. While I've enjoyed discussing which is the most iconic class for each race and Rage Freeze class, I don't like the idea of Blizzard weighing in and suggesting a default class for each race. What are your thoughts? We're going to pause there and tackle that one. What do you guys think about that? Them suggesting a class. Honestly, I'm actually checking it out right now. Up, up to this point, I had assumed it was just like the first thing that showed up on the list, which I don't think is the case because Hunter's not the first one to show up for dwarves. But... Eh. I mean, I don't mind it. I, I mean, think I think there, you know, there are going to be players. A majority of players are going to look at the classes and say, "Okay, I like this one. Pick it based on that." The very few who, you know, don't want to think that much, they will probably appreciate the suggestion. I, I don't even know if it's a suggestion so much as them trying to put forward the proper presentation, like. When you they when you click on a specific race, they kind of want you to see what that race is about, right? So a Draenei can be other things, but the Draenei Paladin, like that's the essence of the Draenei. It's it's it's, it's the Paladin. It's also what has been shown, at, at least I think, for a lot of these in the cinematics. Yeah, like like there was there was a Dwarf Hunter in the original cinematic. The Night Elf was a Druid. There was no no Warlock, but you know whatever Draenei Paladin. Um, I think it's interesting that both Torn and Trolls are Shaman. That is they're right next to each other. Sean, Sean again. Still, I, I don't I don't have any opposition to that. I do think, you know, it is like Alex's presentation. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I don't know if I don't even know for a fact that it works this way. But if that's what the email says, I'm just going to run with it. And just from the list, it seems like they're just it's just presenting the essence of that race. Like the night elf, like the night elf druid. That's that's the the night elf. You can yeah. do something else. But if you're presenting I, the essence of the night elf, it's a druid. I just went through and did it just to see, and as far as I can tell, it is exactly what they've said. And I just went and looked at Orc. Orc is always Warrior. You clicked another one, click back, it's always Warrior. Yeah, um, but I mean, think think if you're giving like a presentation for work or school or whatever, you want that presentation to show off, you know, the best of the best or the most. I, I don't have a problem with something. it. Something. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, have, have, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I mean, I have eleven suggestion. warriors, so. I mean, given. I, how long I've been playing this game, and I never noticed it did that. It never really had an impact on me. I, yeah, I don't think it's suggestion so much as patient. Bottom line, I guess. And next part of the question says, similarly, I noticed that classes now start with the specialization at level 1. Arms Warrior, Rep Paladin, etc. And at level 10, you don't get a chance to choose your specialization so much as a chance to change your specialization from its default. To new players like my, fian- my fiancé, 
This creates the impression that there's a proper way to play each class. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this mm -hmm. is a good idea? Honestly, I I haven't really thought about it. I think it's weird. Um, I, did, I, I didn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like that, I didn't really know about, and I do agree that it's pretty weird. Because it used to be they started you off with some, you know, general purpose abilities, and then you did choose your spec, and you kind of, you know, I guess they want you to start learning how to play from like a spec from level one. But if it's one spec out of numerous choices, that's really weird because choosing your spec will then change your playstyle suddenly way more than it otherwise would. Yeah, and like it. This is, you know, back to the whole pre-show talk about shadow, pre shadow and priests in general. Like, it, shadow is an entirely different spec than the other two. So if you're not introduced to shadow, like, I think you get smite and shadow word pain, maybe? I don't know. It's They have changed the leveling a little bit, I've noticed, especially doing um, whatever the Valentine's event. Like, void, bolt, uh, at lower levels doesn't actually refresh your dot duration. Um which eventually you get like void bolt rank two and it does refresh that so they have changed the leveling so like there's more incentive within the specs but i do think it's it's weird and i don't really think there's a i don't know i don't, I don't think, think they should do that wow has never really been good at like teaching people how to play i feel yeah like it's just the starting like if you're willing to blunder through long enough to figure it out on your own it's okay, but whenever Blizzard tries to like teach you what to do right at the start, it's not great. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't see how you would know what your specialization is. I just rolled a level one warrior. N doesn't open anything. What abilities do you have? Maybe I wonder if okay, he's talking yeah, about. You can you know I have I am arms because I have slam. That's the only way I would know. Yeah. So like, then when you hit then by the when time you hit level ten and you can push N, it'll tell you you're already arms. And give yeah. you the choice to switch, and then you lose the abilities you've been using this level one. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, is that that's because you are all three all the time anyway. I don't and know. I, that also might be. Switch, yeah, it is interesting. It's probably a consequence of the way they changed it so that triple spec exists. You know, from like ten on, you're all three all the time anyway. You're not. It's, it's also, not like the old days where you had multiple. Like I could be two fury warriors. I think it might so. tie into the, the level one hundred trials too. Because I know those, they give you a set spec, and they say, you know, this is your spec, like, learn the basics of this particular spec. You can change your spec later, but, you know, this tutorial is built around... You can do, this, you can do the trials at, like, any spec, can't you? I thought you could. Uh, it, it defaults to a spec, and you have to know how to change the spec in the middle of the trial. Like, if you select, I want to make a trial priest, you can't say, I want to make a trial priest and have it be shadow. It Some of them... Some or all but one are X'd out, I know. Like so when when you make a a level one hundred trial character, there it's limited to a certain spec or certain specs. But yeah, um, that might that might tie into it because if if you've hopped into the game and you're like, Alright, I wanna try it at one hundred, you'll try a particular spec. If you like it, then you go back to level one and you have that spec. I had to actually delete a character just to do that. <laughs> like my um, account is full. So there's um it was years ago now, like probably I don't know, like four or five years ago now, maybe, but there was a stat that they threw out once where it was like the majority of people who pick up World of Warcraft for the first time didn't make it past like level 10 or level 20. Yeah. And it was either... I vaguely remember that. They didn't like the gameplay or didn't understand the gameplay. And that and I think if they didn't understand it and they left before 10 or 20, I think that's a pretty good indicator that WoW has never been good at teaching new people what to do. 
And we, I think we encountered this a lot when Hearthstone had that, like, reach level 20, get a hero skin thing. Yeah. The Hearthstone, the mm-hmm. Hearthstone subreddit no. was, like, full of people who were like, I don't understand how to play World of Warcraft. And that was surprising to me because I've played it for so long. It all seems like second nature. But there was a lot of people who were like, this game doesn't make sense. I don't know how to play it. Yeah, and I think maybe Blizzard has designed it now where they sort of expect brand new players to try a class at 100 just to see. I, th- I think, I forget what game it was. It was, it was again, several years ago. You started with a T. I can't remember. Um, but you, like the starting experience was actually you as a higher level version of the class you picked. And then you kind of got stripped of your powers at the end of it and had to, you know, regain them. And it was it was a way of essentially forcing people into the equivalent of a level 100 trial before picking a class. Uh, but I think maybe that trial is what's, what Blizzard intends for new players maybe. to do. But, um, we're running yeah. up on time, so let's yeah. blaze through the rest of this. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Finally, when we get to Stormwind, I heard JoJo ask what the light was. As I was playing a Holy Priest at the time, maybe wonder about pandering religion. Do they revere the August Celestials? And if a race that never heard of the light can be priests, shouldn't be priests be opened up to all races, which basically means orcs? Rossi, go. Uh, quite frankly, I don't care. Do they revere the August Celestials? Oh, yeah, they do. But they don't... Calling it worship would be strong. For that matter, they, they don't know what the Holy Light is, but they do know what light and shadow are. They do have that. They just don't call it the Holy Light. They they don't think of it. It's not capital L Light. It's just light, darkness. These are two sides of the same thing. We understand them. Their, their priests actually make much more sense as shadow priests, uh, holy priests, and uh, disciplined priests as anybody else. Yeah, Um. for the part about priests... um. I like I'm that guy. I don't I don't care if every class had if every race had every class, that'd be fine with me. If it means people get to have fun, that's fine by me. Should yeah. orcs have priests? Sure. Mitch? See, I, I can, I, I I can like, see the argument, but I, I don't care I, anymore. I like race class combinations to make a little bit of sense. Um, like an undead druid to me, just even if someone might find that the most fun thing in the game, I don't think that should it happen. It makes total sense. They shift into bear form. <laughs> they get the ones with like the spider egg sacks on their back. <laughs> they can have okay. that. Okay, but. I I don't see how orc priests don't make sense because they can be paladins, they can be warlocks. No, they, they can't. Use... They can't be paladins. Oh, they can't. Oh, never mind. They they. <laughs> I was like, can't... that's that's they can't new. Be paladins. Can they use holy light? Like, do they have a class that uses? No, no, they don't. Okay, they do well, not. They have shamans. That's shaman with their original only healing type class for a long time. Okay, well, I still think it wouldn't be too far of a stretch. They gave it to gnomes. I'm fine if if orcs have it. Yeah, Forsaken have always had it, and apparently, according to lore, Forsaken are burning their fingers off every time they use it. So, sure, whatever. Works. Bonus question: Now there's a second Night Elf Paladin and the person of nearest Moonfang. Playable Night Elf Paladins are looking more and more likely. Would their class mount be a lightsaber? Ha ha ha! <laughs> that's that's a good one. Yes. Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, yes. Winterfell, Oregon Frosting. Thank you for that, Winterfell. <laughs> Perfect day to have me on the show. That's it for us today, Rossi. You, now you do the thing. Oh, I do the thing. That's right. I thought you closed it. <laughs> Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Now, Rossi, 
Thank you, Alex. Uh, again, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. If you have an email for us here at Blizzard Watch, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you can put the uh, you know Blizzard Watch or podcast Blizzard Watch podcast in the subject line, that helps quite a bit. We love getting emails, so send them on pretty much any game. You know, don't have to be World of Warcraft; it can be any game. We'll we'll tackle whatever you want. Uh, this has been the show. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.